Hello, friends. Welcome to the Film Obsessed Couple. I am Shelly. And I'm Scott. And I just want to say first, real quick, if you have not joined us on social media, please go ahead and do so. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. We are probably more prominent on Instagram and Facebook, Mm -hmm. but either one you want to join, whatever you're you know, fancy is just give us a join and like us and you get we post some things about the episodes that are coming up and things like that. And also you can email us at the film obsessed couple at gmail.com. And pretty much anything we're just we're an open book here. You just you can email us about yourself. You mm-hmm. can email us recommendations. You can tell us how you like us or you don't like us, you know, feedback, you know, whatever you'd like to do. Yes, please let us know and we'll talk with you and get to know you and we'll at the end of the episode when we reveal our next episode we'll kind of let you know what that will get you if you do reach out to us or have a little conversation with us yeah so today we are going to talk about assassin's creed yes which is based on a video game many 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 video games buttload yeah i don't know how many are in the series at this point but a ton i I told you after we watched the movie that some guy after they released one of the early ones was like well i can see us releasing like a ton of these games like one a year Mm. Mm. and my friend andrew and i were reading that and we were like oh boy that doesn't sound good (laughs) (laughs) that's almost too much it's it is too much i feel like it is because they've released ones i think they've done like games on the phones yeah just so many of them I played the first few. I was very into them. Like, we'll go over the differences, really. But the first game takes place in, like, 1100 AD. So nowhere near the time frame. But the second one kind of takes place, I think, in around the same time frame of this one. Yeah, this one's 1492. Yeah, I'm sure people will be like, no, it doesn't. Um, Forgive me. But I know that the third one takes place in, during the Revolutionary War. No, oh, okay. Which you would think would be, I've kind of said this to you, but you think that would be awesome. You'd be like, I'm fighting next to George Washington, or I'm <laughs> going to meet John Adams, or have a beer with Ben Franklin. Yeah. And for some reason, it just wasn't good. I just didn't care for it. Oh, well, that's too bad. Yeah, the main story is not that great. You you do, well, we'll get through the differences here. But basically, as I was there for the early ones and kind of fell out. Yeah. I didn't didn't play them after a while. And that goes to show you, looking at the games, there's been a ton of them since I played. So I'll never get caught up. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing with both of the, the movies and the video game is that they're just trying to, well, I don't know. Actually, you tell me because I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Because the movie is about finding the apple mm-hmm. and eradicating violence. Is that the same in the game? The apple does take a does play a big role in the first one, but from what I remember, and gosh, it's been forever. But from what I remember, it has to do with controlling the world, mm. and we kind of get to that That's here as well. Yeah. But there's no. Hmm. I think in the first game, you play as a guy named Desmond Miles, and you are just in the Animus, which is not this hooks into your spine type machine it's just you lay down in it you go to sleep and you wake up in the memories and the animus is actually transports you into your ancestors memories yeah that's still the same but in the movie it's like this whole rig that you're like you're attached to and it can help you move and you're moving with the memories Mm -hmm. climbing up walls that aren't there but the apple is the big thing Uh, i think the apple takes is is through the first few games at least because the main character of the first few games dies eventually i know and that's where i kind of ended it i think it goes on to different characters but the apple was there i don't know if there was any notions about ending violence 
Hmm. I think if I remember right, the first game, they were just saying like, we need the memories of your ancestors to help us. I don't know anything about like ending violence. Yeah. And every time when I think of the apple, I just think of Adam and Eve and it's just like, don't eat the apple. This, that's funny that you say that. Cause gosh, that, that brought something back. I want to say that the apple had something to do with Adam and Eve hmm. in the games. It was linked to it or something which is why they called it the apple, but it's something to do with like an ancient alien race left it, but like it can control people. Like the villain used it to control like a ton of people at the end of the first game, I think you have to fight through it. But yeah, that, that brought something back there. Yeah. Adam and Eve, I think is mentioned. Yeah. Cause it's not like an actual apple. It's just a round ball that yeah opens up and emits like a green light, at least in the movie. Yeah. That's similar. That's the same, but this whole controlling violence thing, I was rolling my eyes really hard. Yeah. Well, some of... Do you want to go through some of the characters? Sure. Uh, we have Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Slumming it. Not, not, you know, he's he's a great actor, but I don't think he's... I think he's wasted in this movie. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought... I mean, I, I thought all the acting was decent. Yeah. It, it was just the, I guess, script. <laughs> yeah. The, the way it went about. And then we have Marion Cotillard. Oh, hey. I, I don't know. She's French, I believe, but I don't know how to. Uh, she plays the lady who's like helping him in the animus. Mm -hmm. Dr. Sophia Reichen. Cool, 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 cool. Um, that lady is kind of crazy. I think she has some crazy conspiracy theories about like 9-11. <laughs> oh, in real life? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, like, I don't remember that in the movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> She's like, this is the animus. And by the way, 9-11 didn't happen. <laughs> Like, whoa. Oh, God. We have Jeremy Irons as the head of Abstergo, the company. Dr. Alan Riken. Yep. Yep. Great actor. Great, great actor. I love Jeremy mm -hmm. Irons. He has a habit now of picking terrible movies. He was in Batman versus Superman. He was in Justice League. Yeah. And now this, you know, he's he's kind of being Robert De Niro where he did a lot of great work when he was younger and now I'm kind of doing some crappy work as he's older. Yeah, Not know. as bad. Robert De Niro was like tanked his career basically with taking terrible movies, in uh, my opinion. Well, I guess paycheck's paycheck. Yeah, I guess so. And then we have Michael K. Williams um, as one of the other assassins in the in the group. How would I? I'm saying Moosa, Moos, Moosa. Hey, you know what? Sure, I don't know. I kind of want to say Mufasa. <laughs> that I know that's not it. That is not it. It's M O U S S A. Musa? Musa, I don't know, but Moussa. he apparently is playing a character from one of the games that I never played. Assassin's Creed or a character that you kill in one of the games, I don't know. Yeah, okay. That's pretty much it. The other people I can list off the top of my head, I don't really know or have not seen them enough to know their names. There's a guy who plays the villain when they go back in time into Spain. There's a guy who plays like the, the heavy, like the muscle of the, of the Pope. I, I told you he looked like Javier Bardem. Oh, the leader? The leader guy? Not the Pope. Whatever that guy was, but the but his like he's wearing black armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was referring to him in my notes as Javier Bardum. No, <laughs> dumb joke. <laughs> but uh, I was like, man, he looks like Javier Bardem, but not. Okay. And then yeah, there's the other guy who is the villain back in Spain in 1492. He's like the Pope. We thought he was the Pope. I called him the Pope. Yeah, but we don't think he is. So we I was referring to him in my notes as the Nope. <laughs> The note Pope. <laughs> uh, but that's it. Everybody else, I'm sure there's tons of people that have been in before. Another uh, actor of note that I at least know of is his Michael Fassbender's dad in the movie is played by Brendan Gleeson. 
who's been in a ton of things. Mm, okay, yeah, I have him listed, but then I forgot who he played. Uh, his father, I didn't know, catch his name. The, in the beginning of the movie, it starts as a flashback to when Michael Fassbender was young, like a kid. Mm-hmm. And the guy who plays his young dad is that, the real-life son of Brendan Gleeson. Oh, wow. Uh, Breen, I think is how you say it. They're, they're uh, I think, Irish. Uh, but it's Brian, spelled like Brian, but I think you I, you pronounce it as Breen. Okay, well, that's neat. Yeah. Brian Gleason or Brendan Gleason is wasted in this movie. He's only in it for a couple minutes. Right on. So I, I was doing some research on this and I, I came across um, My Teen Guide. And, you know, there's there's got to be good stuff in My Teen Guide. Yeah. Right? I'm far from a teenager. But they had uh, some different trivia, which is pretty much what everybody else had on the their websites. But they also said that there are lines in the movie that make you feel like a badass. Okay. And I'm like, well, I like feeling like a badass. I mean, do you feel like feeling like a badass? Sure. Sometimes? Why not? So we're going to try to feel like badasses right now. And I have these lines printed out on a piece of paper for us. Okay, yeah, we're going to do a little reading. We're going to do some reading, and we, I just want to warn you up front, we are not actors. (laughs) Sure. We are not here trying to act. We're just saying words. Um, But Scott's going to be playing Cal. Michael Fassbender. Yep, I'm going to do, I'm going to be playing Sophia Riken. So I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah, Marion Cotillard. And then also there's a part that um, Alan says that I'm going to be playing, which Alan, oh, that's the Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Oh, mm-hmm. I can I can do that line. Oh, I have, I have, do a, that? I have a pretty good Jeremy Irons. Okay. Well, then I'll do Cal on that one. Oh, okay. Okay. So here we go. Where am I? At 6 p.m. yesterday evening, you were executed and pronounced dead. You no longer exist. What kind of prison is this? It's not a prison. You're about to enter the animus. What you're about to see, hear, and feel are the memories of your ancestors who have been dead for 500 years. What do you want from me? Your past. And then this is between Alan Alan and and the main character. I believe you are destined for great things. Let's find out. Okay, that was my best cow. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like a badass? No, not really. Me neither. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't, we will never do it again. You just and have to let scene. us know. Yeah. <laughs> you have to email us. Otherwise, we're going to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> so we started, and I said we start this movie, we started as in like a Nightmare on Elm Street where they're forging the blade, the assassin's blade. Because Nightmare on Elm Street starts with Freddy making his glove. So we start oh, nice. seeing the blade getting made and stuff like that. It does open up like Star Wars, though. With the scroll? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what I said. Was like, well, Usually, Star Wars, I feel like, is the exception. But when you start with a scroll, usually the movie is not that great. They have to give a bunch of information. They don't know how to do it, so they're just going to give it to you all at once. I didn't type it out. Yeah, neither did I. I was uh, tired. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's basically like, long time ago, uh, Templars and assassins, you know, they fight and they're looking for the apple of Eden, and, and you're going to see a movie here today, so here's the movie. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> so we see, like, all these assassins in, like, this basement of the room. It says, like, 1492 Spain. And I was like, ooh, 1492, Christopher Columbus, of course. Mm. Which I knew that too. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but the rhyme was 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Mm. That was always the rhyme I was told. But 
Um, a bunch of assassins are standing in a room, and, and Michael Fassbender, I guess, he seems like one of the leaders of the group, but he's getting initiated. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, and I thought somebody was getting sworn into a cult. <laughs> kind of. I was curious to be like, okay, so I know what's going on here, and I said this to you during the movie. I'm like, I wonder what you are going to be thinking about this going through. Are you going to be like, what in the hell is going on here? Cult. Cult, kind of. Cult of personality. Uh, the director said that he wanted to um, not make either the assassins or the Templars good or bad in the movie because they both are kind of fighting for extremes. So he's like, I didn't want to show that the assassins or the Templars were straight good or straight bad, you know. Mm. So, uh, but yes, Michael Fassbender is getting initiated into this cult. He puts his hand on top of this, like stone or something this round scroll looking thing yeah and they have like this blade that can get inserted into it and they cut off his ring finger the the trivia i read on this which i think it was on imdb or, or another website but they're like assassins in the game would cut off the finger of their ring finger to leave their right hand their sword arm strong and able to be used i have that too <laughs> i was like okay because uh even in the movie i specifically said okay they cut off the right Ring, mm -hmm. ring finger which i found i don't know i'm like well maybe if they get married they're gonna keep their left sure yeah i don't, I I don't know i would imagine if you're an assassin you're probably not gonna get married i don't know in the first game i know you don't but i think in the uh second one and the subsequent like sequels to that specific game you play as a guy named Ezio, and i know he has a family he mm. i think he gets married but um that's another point of trivia is that um in the games, you know, they, they cut that finger off. But in the games, that's how I just imagined them saying the trivia. <laughs> but they're like, in the games, by the time Ezio, the character of the second game, is around, they no longer cut fingers off. Yeah, so there's that. So, yeah, because, like, yes, that is a big thing in the first one is that, like, he doesn't have a finger because they cut it off. That makes the blade easier. Like, And another thing I put in my notes, I'm like, what if what if you're like Scott and you're left-handed? yeah. It would probably have to be my right hand then. Yeah. Because I'd have to use the sword in the left. Exactly. Although then my, I, I don't know, I would probably prefer my blade to be on my left because that's my dominant. So I could be like, you know, stabbing. <laughs> stabbing him with, he's doing the arm motions of jabbing with his hand. It just looked awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't know what the point is because I think uh, Fassbender and, and uh, his character in Spain, Aguila, which means Ooh. eagle. Oh. Um, that would be why there's an eagle in the movie, too. Well, that's a whole thing of in the games. There's eagles. There's a thing called um, Eagle View, I believe. Yeah, I did read about that. You can, mm -hmm. like, see points that you need to go to in the game. And with his little hood, there's, like, it kind of looks like an eagle in the game, mm -hmm. kind of. So it's like the symbol. Yeah. But he uses two blades. So why doesn't he cut the finger off on both hands? Holy shit. I don't know. Fucking plot hole city right here, but... I think Fassbender does it in the in Spain, right? He has two. Doesn't he like stabbing? Yeah, because yeah. when he's in the Animus, he's doing the movements too. Where he's like, da, 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 da. and they put the 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 cuffs or whatever the wrist cuffs yeah. that have the blades on both arms. Um, they're called the hidden blades. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, they put <laughs> they put that on Fassbender. So yeah, he's using two, but they're only cutting one. I didn't. I'm not watching this again to see if he has both fingers cut off. Nope. Not happening, people. You can let us know. But they say the creed, the Assassin's Creed. They they say more, but in the game, it's like um, nothing is true. Everything is permitted. 
that's like a thing in the game. That's pretty deep, man. And then uh, I guess right here we get some music because I, I put it in my notes. We get like rock music when, you know, he's doing the thing and it's like, I'm like, what? Where are we? Whoa. And I think we get the title, but then this is where we flash back to Fassbender as a little boy. Yeah. And it's in uh, 1986, Baja, California, Mexico. Baja, California. California or New Mexico? It said Mexico. All right. All right. All right. I could be wrong. Maybe I'd miss the new. Uh, but every time we kind of go into the past, the eagle is always like flying overhead. Mm-hmm. There's something about this movie, and I wish I could tell exactly what I'm thinking, but a lot of it looks fake. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when we're in the old days, like the sky kind of looks fake. It could be because I read something and I didn't write it down. So if I don't say it correctly, I'm sorry. But they use like different... Um shades like different colors oh yeah for the past and the present okay so there's something differentiate it yeah your eye can definitely tell that something is off Mm -hmm. especially when that eagle's flying overhead in the past i'm just like man something and when he does his jump he does a couple jumps in there where you're just like man something is wrong with the way this looks i don't think the past is not as bright as the present like there's it's it's a lot of grayish colors and Mm -hmm. stuff so it probably just doesn't look very appealing yeah, yeah, probably, it, there's something definitely off about it, but we see Fassbender on his bike, he tries to like jump over a cargo container and fails miserably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he says shit. Oh, probably so, yeah. Which, the ratings on this was very funny, when we started it, it was like rated PG-13 for foul language and alcohol use. Yeah. I was like, alcohol use? I, I mean, he, he mouthed it, like maybe the little boy like really said shit, and they're maybe. like, oh no, no, <laughs> that was not your line. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, um, and he's wearing like a hoodie and it looks like an assassin's hood. So it's like in his blood, I guess. Mm. But he comes home and his mom is just sitting there and this kid's just like, hmm, very what? strange. You okay? <laughs> you you look pretty still right there. And it turns out that she is dead. Yeah. And you know who killed her? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wanting me to answer that? His dad. I, isn't that crazy? Yeah, his dad killed him, and he's wearing an assassin's outfit, like the hood and vest and everything. And um, again, it's just this kid has no reaction to any of this. No, he's, I mean, he's dead inside or something. But his dad, this is where we find out, you know, Cal's name. And he's like, uh, the blood is not your own. And then that they found us and to live in the shadows. Yeah, he's just like, the Templars found us, live in the shadows and run. So he... Young Fassbender takes off and runs, and like 45 black SUVs pull up to this house. Yeah, I'm like, oh, is this like FBI or something? It's the X-Files. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) X-Files. Love that. He's like, I don't know, Scully. I think that this is a a elite group of assassins that kill over time. Mulder. (laughs) Mulder. I can't even remember the things that she said, but... I used to watch that all the time. That's pretty much, uh, you know, no no offense to, you know, Scully fans out there, but that's just, I don't know, Mulder. I don't think that that's true. I think there's a reasonable explanation for this. Maybe this man thinks that he's crazy. Maybe. Man thinks that he's crazy. I think I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're 30 years later now, and we're in the Department of Justice, I thought is what it said. Oh, Department of Corrections, maybe. I just put prison. Department of Erections. Oh. <laughs> Everybody likes going there. But we see Michael Fassbender, and he's in like a cell. And me, having played the games, I'm like, okay, he's already gotten captured by the main organization. You know, he's probably already being used in the Animus. 
But no. Mm-mm. No, he's in prison for murdering somebody. Yep. He's coloring. Yeah, he's on death row. Mm-hmm. Like literal death row. He's got all these pictures around his, like his drawings. Yeah, and it never really comes back to why. No. But I guess he's drawing faces of the past or something. Sure. They look like something a crazy person would draw. Yeah. You come in there and you're like, yeah, this guy's murdered people. It's all like, um, I don't made with like charcoal maybe because it's yeah. black and it's shaded. And yeah. Like- it wasn't bad. I mean, it was pretty good artwork, but I mean, I think you do a better job. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, getting back into it, but thank you. I uh, I don't know. I just realized as we're going through the notes here that that does not come back and why he's drawing pictures, like, at all. Yep. I, I don't know. And again, I'm not watching it again, so people don't comment and be like, it says it in the movie. I mean, does it matter? I mean, maybe that's just like, this is how he passed his time. But, yeah. But, you know, the sucky part is it's his birthday. Oh, right. Boy, you got to have done something bad in your life to get executed on your birthday. Yeah. Like, could they not wait until, like, the next day or something? Did he even get any cake? Probably not in there. Is that his last meal? <laughs> they didn't even talk about the last meal. It's my birthday. I want cake. The priest just comes in. Yeah, he talks for a little bit, but I was like, what the fuck? He's getting executed. Which I kind of told you after the fact that this is a ripoff kind of of Terminator Salvation, the fourth one. Mm-hmm. That character at the beginning of the movie is getting ready to be executed for murder. You don't know why. You don't hear what happened. Same with this. But he gets executed at the start, and then we flash forward, like, I don't know, after Judgment Day in the Terminator series, and he's a Terminator afterwards. They took his body and made him a Terminator. Oh. But this, he's getting loaded up, and there's people watching, and I was thinking to myself, like, do they let people, anybody go in and watch those things? Lots of the executions? I don't know. I really don't know about that. I would, I wouldn't imagine. It'd be funny if you saw somebody, some people with, like, food and popcorn and stuff. Uh. I just couldn't. But um, they just said that he was guilty of capital murder. Yes, guilty of capital murder, which we... So here's what I was thinking in this. Because the guy's like, do you have any last words? And he's like, tell my father I'll see him in hell. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, he killed his dad. Like, he must have killed his dad for killing his mom. Right. Or what I thought is that he just thought whoever showed up when he was running away as a kid killed his father yeah that's what we eventually learn yes uh but that would have made sense but no instead he just killed some rando Hmm. he was just like yeah i killed him for fun he's a born killer man i know but you want to make your heroes like at least say like oh i was with some friends and this guy pulled a knife and i protected them and he got he died but it's like no i wanted to see what it was like it does make him out to be a little bit like the movie where they take the guy in prison swap brains oh criminal criminal yeah God, yeah reminds me of criminal where they're use a prisoner yeah for something uh, experimental true <laughs> at least they tried to explain it a little bit in that movie they're like kevin costner is he had an accident when he was younger so he's not fully developed in the brain area true so we can inject this new brain into him he has no thoughts or feelings so yeah, yeah. so as he's getting executed, he looks into the crowd, and Marion Cotillard is there. She's watching, and Michael Fassbender's bringing it in this scene. Like I said, he's a good actor, mm-hmm. and like they're you know they're showing like all the um, fluids and stuff like going into his arm. The la- you know they're injecting the whatever it is they inject to kill somebody, and he's like, <gasps> yeah. you know, he's bringing it. He's he's scared, but he's also trying to be a little brave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then like he saw. 
Dr. Riken is who I'm going to call her. Sure. And then he's like, oh, pretty lady. And then the stuff hits his veins and he's all like, whoa, that's some good shit. <laughs> As his eyes kind of roll in the back of his head. Yeah. He has flashbacks to like his mom and different yeah. things in his life. And, and that's the end of the movie. I mean, you... I mean, it is the shortest movie I've ever seen. So thanks for joining us today. Yep. Next week we'll be doing it. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. He wakes up. He wakes up and he's in a room and, and Dr. Rifkin. Riken. Riken, of course. R-I-K-K-I-N. Sure. Uh, Marion Cotillard, whoever. You know what, you guys? Who you listening? You call her whatever you want. Yeah, that lady. <laughs> She's sitting next to him and he's like, shit, am I dead? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, this is kind of like, am I in heaven or hell right now? Am I going to see my dad? Yeah, you know, she's like, this is perfect. Everyone now thinks that you are dead. And she's like, I need you to help us. She's like, you help us, I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, I'm still feeling a little woozy here. Yeah, he like tries to run away and he can't like use his legs. So he's crawling and there's like some security guards with Marion Cotillard and she, they're like going to grab him. She's like, no, 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 I want to watch this. This is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. She's like, look how funny this is. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. And um, I thought some of the shots were neat. Yeah. Um, watching him st- stumble around and stuff like that, I thought I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, some, some, I mean, you can't, you get lucky occasionally with the shot in this movie, you know. Mm. You can't just make 100% shit. You got to be lucky a couple of times. <laughs> Um, but he runs into an atrium and he sees all these other people there. Like, what's that? I called it the Field of Enlightenment. Is that what they called it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did they call it? We just finished Moon Knight last night. What did they call like heaven in that? The Field of Leaves or something? I can't remember. Yeah, me either. I just was like a little garden and it was just very zen. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, it's the Field of Enlightenment. And that's where we find Michael K. Williams, which yeah. that guy... I've, I hate it. I hate seeing him now because he died not too long ago. Oh, really? Fucking fentanyl overdose, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Like, when you hear stuff like that, you know, like Prince, Tom Petty, mm-hmm. I think, as well. Mm-hmm. You're just like, God damn, not only did they get taken too early, but they died from, you know, you didn't know that they had this disease. No. But, yeah, I, I, I absolutely loved him. He was hilarious in Community as well. No. Oh, he, he played yeah. one of the teachers where he... he I think he's kind of playing Omar, the character from The Wire as well, but a different kind. But I love that speech he gives where he's like, I've been in prison. I just got out. He's like, let me ask you something. What's the deal with Legos? He's like, they used to be so simple when I was a kid. Now they got like Legos of all kinds. <laughs> he's a very funny guy. I mean, really? Have you seen Lego Master? I mean, I know you have. I have, yes. Yeah, because we watch it. Uh, but yeah, there's so many different Legos. You can make anything. Yeah. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. And those people on there make some pretty crazy things. Shit, it's amazing. Watch season three coming this fall. I don't know. We're, we're not getting paid. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a show that we enjoy. Um, he looks out on this in the atrium. I guess there's no windows here because he like stands on the edge. Yeah. Like, why are there no windows in this building, I guess? Like, Michael K. Williams, I think he talks to him or something a little bit, but... He realizes it says that he's in like Madrid. This building is in Madrid, and there's like Abstergo is the name. But well, Michael K. Williams tells him to jump. Oh, he's, he's like, go ahead, do it. <laughs> and so Cal is like, uh, no. Yeah, it's like fucking Gene Simmons. <laughs> Not too long ago, Gene Simmons gave that gave an interview where he's like, 
oh, I'm the guy that if I see someone standing on a rooftop wanting to jump, I'll be like, go ahead, do it, jump, pussy. Oh, man. Fuck, fuck Gene Simmons. That's but. not right. Uh, it was an oddly shaped building, too, I thought. And it was next yeah. to a stadium. Like, you could see, like, where you, you could see out, and it was like a stadium, like a baseball stadium or football oh, really? or something like that. I was like, well, that's weird. Dude, like, where my parents lived, when there was a game, you could kind of hear the fireworks and stuff going off. Mm-hmm. So that'd be funny if he's in the animus, you know, like, fighting and stuff, and you hear, like, the... <laughs> like, oh, they must have scored over there. Like, <laughs> Are we getting attacked? No, uh, the football team's up one. It's the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> so... Here we go. We get the backstory. He gets shot, I think, with like a dart. Mm-hmm. And we get the backstory of she's like, we are trying to eradicate violence. Yes. And I'm like, what? Hey, okay. You do you, but you're hurting people, so it's not cool. Yeah, I think we see uh, Jeremy Irons like in the background in one shot or something. Because in my notes, I just wrote like, oh, Jeremy Irons, why? No. But I think when they shoot him with a dart, he's like standing back there. He's like, did you get him? Yeah, and... Dr. Riken was not happy, but then one of the security guards is like, your father wants him. So he's wanting him to get in the animus because he's impatient. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Irons, uh, we kind of get that explained a little bit, but yes, he is wanting to get the show on the road. So Mm -hmm. they take him to the animus, they slap the blades on each wrist, which I don't know why, they don't explain why he needs that. Right? In the game, he was able to relive the memories because he was a descendant of the character, which you'd think that would be enough. Yeah. And then they have like this robot arm kind of latched around his waist. Which, speaking of Moon Knight, they give him these fucking blades. It'd be funny if like when he gets out of the animus, he wakes up and there's just like a ton of dead bodies on the ground. (laughs) He's like, oh shit. Did I do that? Whoops. (laughs) Steven, was that you? Yeah, they and they they get like an epidural or something like that to him. These like this thing like latches onto the back of his neck and like these needles go into his spine. Mm-hmm. Like it controls your nervous system. I guess guessing. none of this is explained and none of this is in the game. But basically, what it does is that like for some odd reason he moves the animus moves him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, there's like projectors around the room that will project what is happening back in the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of neat. One thing I did read about this, it's in the game, you, one person said you sat in a big comfy chair, but I thought you said there was a bed. The first one it was, you like laid down and this thing kind of went over you a little bit. But yeah, th- there might have been others, but I thought it was eh, kind of Yeah, so it's more like a bed. More or like a bed. A, yeah. A bed. I'm sure it changes over the games, but yeah. The a very ones... uncomfortable bed. Yeah. <laughs> But the reason that they were saying the why they changed it so much in the movie is so it can be more interactive to the actor instead of them just laying down. Even though, you know, if they lay down, then they're boom in the ancestor and they're active that way. Yeah. But that was their reasoning. This flashing back and forth stuff I don't think worked. Like where you see his ancestor, Aguilar, like doing it and yeah. then it flashes to him doing it as well. I don't like that. I think if they went with more true to the game, and this is coming from somebody who didn't really care for him, if they were more true to the game, I feel like it would have been more interesting. Like, don't flash back to Michael Fassbender. You've got Michael Fassbender playing the character from the 1492. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't need to see the, the character now doing all the moves, too. Like, in the game, Desmond Miles threw, they say synchronization in the movie, but through synchronizing with his past self... He kind of learns the memories of how to be an assassin so he can do all this shit. Right. We don't need to see him, like, doing it in real life, and that's how he knows how to do it. 
it, yeah, I don't know. I I don't have an opinion on that except it was just weird. Yeah, I think the movie was like, well, no one's going to believe that he just knows how to be an amazing assassin in the real world now unless we show him like doing the moves. I mean, he did kill somebody. <laughs> He's already, but yeah, in the game, him spending so much time in the animus and synchronizing with the memory because – you were like, what did they say? It's like synchronizing. It's a thing in the game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he's what? Because he's like, he's desynchronizing. He's um, what? No. <laughs> but you get things like to synchronize. You can find things on the map that like help you synchronize with the memory. Mm. Just meaning that he's in, in the memory more. He's like in it to win it. Yeah, pretty much. He's becoming part of the memory. Sure, so yeah. those things, they have the bleeding effect where it's like when he gets out, he can do this shit. Right. So they didn't, yeah. I'll, I'll keep, I've been going off for this for like 80 minutes here, but they didn't need to show him doing all this shit in the animus. That is the summary of what you just heard. And scene. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, the machine, I don't get it. Like there's this black hole that opens up in the thing and the machine like drops him into it. Mm. And then we're just automatically back in 1492. I guess it's just to show us as audiences that he transported <laughs> i guess yeah and then do you know how they show that we're back in 1492 the eagle an eagle's flying over our big mm -hmm. battle which this battle it doesn't really say who people are mm -hmm. so there's people dressed in red and i call them the red team <laughs> red versus blue <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the people that are not dressed in the cool assassins uniforms are the bad guys Right. So says um, the the assassins. There's like four or five of them standing on this cliff, and they say that they're like the this small town. They're like, oh, this town has the boy. Mm -hmm. And that, that's their mission. So these knights are in this small town, and they're like, who kept him? Who kept the boy? We need mm -hmm. this little boy. And a man stands up, and he's like, I did it. I kept the little boy. I kept him safe. And they were like, all right, hang his family in front of him. Yeah, he's pretty much just taking the fall for everybody yeah. to protect the little boy, which we find out to be is a prince. Yeah, he's the son of the ruler of the time, of the sultan. Oh, okay. They say sultan, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Which, did you know, no. in the second game, the main character at the beginning sees his family hanged in front of him. Oh. But he then becomes an assassin. Assassin. Uh, I always think there's that episode of King of the Hill where they hire a new guy at the office is voiced by Ben Stiller, but he always keeps like grabbing people's butts like as a game <laughs> where it's like, gotcha! and you know, people are afraid to even get up, but he like grabs somebody's butt and he's like, I'm the number one ass assin. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, he said that at the beginning of the movie and I'm like, ass assin, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I stole that from King of the Hill. It just makes me think of that, but that guy eventually gets fired for sexual harassment, but I always think of that like, we are assassins. <laughs> I like that better than assassin. <laughs> so we get some information here that while the son was kidnapped, the sultan of the city would have to surrender the city. Um, and then it would be under Templar rule then at that point. Mm -hmm. And I think they know they have that. He has the apple too. So, yes. So they're going after the apple as well. The red team. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's right. Because if the Templars rule the city, they will have access to this apple. Mm-hmm. Um, so the assassins show up to this little area here and they start taking dudes out. Fossbender kills a guy. He kills a, and he reenacts it in the animus as well. Right. Cause we flash back and, and 
the Templars, Javier Bardum, like, gets in a carriage and takes the prince. He's, like, in a little cage on this carriage. And mm-hmm. so he takes him and runs off. And Fassbender, or there's a lady that's, like, his second in command. We don't, I don't really know her name. I just called her Lady Assassin. Lady Assassin, yes. That makes sense to me. <laughs> she goes off and chases after him, and, and then Fossbender gets on a horse and chases after them as well. Mm-hmm. There's some very, well, I was going to say amazing, but tepid, I suppose. Some lukewarm action. <laughs> yeah, this scene, it was a little fast for me. Yeah. And I got confused as to who was on what cart. Yeah, because whatever it's called, I thought Fossbender was on the main cart there, but then he jumps from it to the other one, and that other cart gets destroyed. Right. So I was like, oh, I thought that was the one with the prince in it. Yeah, and I thought the leader had pushed the lady assassin off and took the boy, mm-hmm. but she was still with the boy, and he was in a different one. Yeah, it got confusing. I thought the lady at the beginning took off with the cart with the boy. I thought she took off to keep him safe, but it was the lead bad guy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, all of it was a little mushed and fast, and I couldn't tell who was in what, where, what. But it did end up, you know, you kind of figure it out. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay. None of this made sense, but I get you. Now I get it. Fossbender's on this carriage, and it, like, hits a rock, and it's, he jumps off of it as soon as it gets destroyed. Yeah, it was kind of neat, a little slow-motion fly action. There. Yeah, which they did that in the game, too. Stuff like that, where you, mm. like, jump, and um, so... Wouldn't you know it, just for some reason, this carriage is racing towards the edge of a cliff. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what was weird, and I guess the lady assassin kind of fell. So she's underneath the cart that's attached to the horse. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like a pin there that you can pull and detach the horse from the cart. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's got like the rope that she shoots out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've each got like, in you know, their own weapon type things. Right. Well, the main bad guy jumps off, and then the cart goes over the cliff, and we see the Fossbender is hanging on to the little boy over the side. Mm-hmm. And then the main bad guy, like, looks over the edge, and then that's it. He gets, like, kicked out of the Animus. Yes. And he's in, like, a catatonic state. Yeah, he's he's not doing good. And he still sees Aguilar, Aguilar mm-hmm. which I was like, what's he still doing here? Bleeding effect, man. Now he's starting to have it in his real life. So I think at this point we see Jeremy Irons talking to like the head Templar or the head of the Templars, which is played by a lady named Charlotte Rampling. Yeah? Yep. Okay, good. I was making sure I'm not jumping. Um, but she's wanting an update. She's like, when is this going to be done? You know, we want that apple. We really need it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, we're working on the Animus now. We just put him in there, you know, blah. And she's like, we're think we're gonna get rid of your department she's like we think that spending three billion dollars a year for this is a little much it's a little bit <laughs> i was like three billion i thought it said she said three million but either way that's a shit ton of money yeah to spend no it's it's a lot and i was like well that makes sense i guess it would take a shit ton of money to get this going mm-hmm. but charlotte rampling was in the news she got nominated for an oscar for some movie a few years ago and she was like, she said something to the effect of like, well, the Oscars at the time were becoming, were coming under fire for not nominating enough black people. Mm. They were like, why is it always white people? And she was like, oh, well, if we try to include black people, that's just racist to white people. <laughs> so she said, you know, being, making sure that everybody is included is racist to whites. What? <sighs> Fucking never. This is what I say. Never take your, your political views from celebrities. Because mm. 
If they've been a celebrity long enough, they have no idea what it's like to be a regular person. True. They've had so much money for so long that they forget. <laughs> so They're always in this fantasy land of acting, so they really don't know what real life is anymore. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe she took that as like, well, if we include other people, I'm not going to get nominated for an Oscar. So that's racist. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> Fucking stupid. If I'm not included, it should be equal. We're, we're all the same people. Yeah, so I think we get here. There's at some point, and I don't know if it's right here or not, but Jeremy Irons kind of goes over what they're planning to do. He's like on the news or something doing a news interview. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, all the money that we spend every year for prisons and reform programs. And he's like, that money could be used elsewhere if we could just find a cure for violence. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. It's like cancer, which they do compare it to cancer. And I'm just like, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. Which, I mean, not to get too political on here, but that shooting, the supermarket shooting just happened a few days ago. And they're all like, all the politicians are just like, how could this have happened? Why would this have happened? It's not like the fucking, you know, the Republican Party is pushing, you know, violent and hateful ideas and refuse to do anything about gun laws. <laughs> but they're like, I don't understand how this happened. So and we're not anti-guns. Just we own a gun, but the fact of the matter is, is I think it should be regulated. Absolutely. My friend Tyler has like a million guns and he's like, yeah, they should make it harder to get for people. Right. But, it, and that that's just what makes me laugh is like, they would not give a shit about curing violence. Maybe the Templars, the super secret organization would. Right. Yeah. The super secret organization, but not the government. Yeah. So that, yeah, I'm like, are the good guys the Templars? Because they're actually, well... We find out later that's not what they're wanting to do, but I'm like, they're stopping mm -hmm. violence. And he says something, like, on his little news report, it's funny, Jeremy Irons says, like, in 1970, we found a cure for blah, 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 and 1980s, we found a cure for blah, and 2016, we find a cure for violence. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he says that to his daughter and says about how smarter she is than he is. Yeah. How it, much brighter she is. Yeah, there's a line that Jeremy Irons says to the elders or something where he's like, we've tried politics and we've tried religion to get these people under control and it just doesn't work. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know <laughs> we're religion trying to get those people under control, but like, we tried religion to get people under control, but it just made them dumber. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, and... So he, this is where he's like telling his daughter at some point, he's telling, he's like, we have to push. She's like, but if we push him, this could really hurt him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, we're about to get pulled. They're going to pull the plug on us. Yeah. They pulled my funding. The elders are like, oh, we're going to pull this shit. And he's like, we traced the apple back to one of, or we found a guy who used to be one of his protectors. Like his bloodline was one of the protectors. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we see Michael Fassbender in his prison cell. Room, I guess is I, I don't know if it's a cell. It's a nice room looking thing, I guess. It's but it's got glass in front of it, and he's locked in there. So I would call it a cell. Yeah. Well, he sees Aguilar, you know, like in his room, kind of doing things, and yeah, this the and this is where he talks to like Marion Cotillard or something, but mm -hmm. she's like, oh, it's called the bleeding effect. Yeah, and that she can show him how to control it, and then he starts holding her by the throat, you know, demanding what's going on, and. She explains everything, and then she's like, what's up with all your aggression, man? He's yeah. like, I'm just an aggressive person. Yeah, you want to talk about badass lines. He's like, don't mess with me. I am an aggressive person. <laughs> and she's like, okay, dude, calm the fuck down. We will let you go if you cooperate with us. And he's also really aggressive because he's hungry. Oh, 
he says, I'm hungry. So she goes and takes him. He's like, oh, well, follow me. And I thought, oh, they're going to go get some food. Yeah. But no, they stop by this big board like you see in cop movies with all the lines going yeah. everywhere. But it's like a story of his life and his ancestors. Yeah. And she kind of talks about that a little bit. And uh, this is where we find out where her mom was killed by assassin as well. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, is, yeah. Is every assassin's mom killed by? I don't know. I don't know. Another assassin? I don't know. That's kind of weird. And she, she tells him at some point here, she's like, oh, all the other people in this facility are used to be assassins. The mm-hmm. other prisoners that you saw, they have a predisposition for violence just like you. And I, this is where I was. He says something here, but I don't remember it. But he's, this is where I was like, did he kill his dad? Because mm-hmm. she makes some reference or something. And I was like, oh. Maybe that's why. But no, he just killed somebody for fun. Yeah. And she has a dumb line here where she's like, my mother was killed by an assassin like yours. You turned to violence. I turned to science. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking so stupid. So what? (laughs) What are you saying here? And she's like, well, we think this kind of hints at the game here. But she's like, this apple may have been left by a uh, ancient society that left us a roadmap on how to cure violence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So stupid. Oh, Controlling violence, man. Well, I think this is where they go into the cafeteria area, which mm-hmm. is a nice area. Like, the lady's like, what do you want? And he's like, well, what are you serving? She's like, anything. Yeah, and Boosa, Michael. Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Yeah. Williams, that's easier to say. Uh, he's there, and he's talking to Cal. Um, and they're like, they recommend the chicken. So he orders steak. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Michael K. Williams says that, like, oh... He says it like he is. He's like, I used to be a voodoo priest that was murdered. And I'm like, oh, the guy that you go into the animus with was. Mm-hmm. Like 200 like, years ago is yeah. what he said. Yeah. I was like, what, you were? <laughs> yeah, he was talking about like now. And I'm like, wait, yeah, cause is you, this he, movie not what I think it is? I don't know. He's like, I've been dead for 200 years from poisoning from voodoo. But yeah, the lady, I said, no wonder this place costs $3 billion a year because the cafeteria lady is like, oh, open menu. You can have whatever mm-hmm. you want. Right. Cashew chicken? sushi ice cream i guess but michael k williams tells him here a little bit where he's like we're the last to protect him from last people to protect the apple from the templars yeah and and i think this like freaked cal out because i mean in my notes I, i felt like he was like what the fuck is going on here yeah, and I think other assassins that are in the cafeteria are kind of eyeing him, mm-hmm. giving him like the bat, the side eye. The stink eye. Yeah, that's it. And so, you know, there's just some talking and some information. This is a lot of information dumping here where they're like telling you the plot and stuff. But we get Irons telling him to push push Fassbender again into the animus. And she's like, but his health, his health, it'll hurt him. And we get a scene where Fassbender is like in his prison cell and he's fighting an image of Aguilar. Mm-hmm. And... The guards rush in, and, and Fossbender takes a couple of them down before they overwhelm him. So is where it's like he's becoming like an assassin after one time in the Animus. Oh my goodness. And this is where he's like kind of laughing. I think he's like losing it. So he's mm-hmm. like, he starts singing like crazy, like crazy, yeah, crazy for you, or whatever the song is. But I think we get another scene where the assassins are like, they're all kind of crowded around, and they're like, we have to take him out before he leads him to the apple. Mm-hmm. But they force him back into the animus, and he's, like, singing his heart out here. He, yeah, he is. He's, like, at the top of his lungs. And I think it was his real voice. I think he was really Because it singing. wasn't, like, you know, like, really good, but it wasn't really bad. So I thought that was, 
thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Because Dr. Riken is trying to talk to him and he's just singing, just ignoring her and yeah. losing his mind. Yeah, pretty much. Well, well, we flash back to 1492 with another eagle soaring over and we see that we're mm. at an Inquisition, which was a painting that the Templars had in their office. Right. Of people getting burned to death and... It's Fassbender, his lady friend, and the leader of their group, I guess. Mm -hmm. They're all, like, tied up in the middle of this kind of arena, like in Pompeii almost. Which, fun fact, is when I was doing some reading, I found out that this set, this Inquisition set, yeah. that it was set in Malta, which is a country in Europe. Mm -hmm. And they had the whole scene built, and then it was swept away by a hurricane. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, maybe that's why it took, like... 130 million dollars to to make this movie because they had to rebuild the set maybe i don't know if you could take out insurance like that <laughs> get some money back i guess yeah I, I i'm sure they could get some money out of that too yes but i bet that was frustrating like oh i got this all set we're gonna be shooting tomorrow and then boom here comes a hurricane what happened <laughs> where's it at um well the the assassins are in prison here and this is where they say that like the sultan is gonna betray them to save his son like He'll betray the Assassin's Creed what? to betray his son, to get his son back. Wait, is that the movie we're watching? I think so. Shit. Um, one of the Assassins, I think it's the lady where she's like, love makes you weak. It's like, okay. Uh, yeah, this is where I, I get where the lady Assassin and maybe Aguilera kind of like each other. Maybe so. I don't know. Um, and they're getting like let out and they get strung up on these kind of poles in the middle of the arena and mm -hmm. the lady assassin's like do not shed any tears when i'm dead yeah i'm like well don't tell me how to grieve lady <laughs> i'll cry if i want to cry if i want to but <laughs> javier bardem lookalike guy comes out and he tells fassbender he's like you will die the slowest mm, that's a, especially how they're dying and so we get the nope here he's standing on top of the the arena and he's like oh these assassins they tried to kill the sultan and they are heretics against god and whatever the people want to hear to make them think that they're evil yeah they're witches yeah harry pot they love harry potter yep they gotta go they gotta burn at the stake so the the older assassin guy gets burned to death and this is where marion cotillard is like oh cal is sinking with the animus <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> i'm like he's what yeah well, they're getting ready to burn the, the lady assassin up, and Aguilar gets free mm -hmm. and kills a bunch of dudes and frees the lady assassin. They spill all like this oil and shit on the stage, and he lights it up, and they run out. Yeah, and they keep running, running, and running, running. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, they, this is kind of like the most closest to the game that the movie gets is because that's what a lot of it was. Is you're mm -hmm. in towns and you're running across rooftops doing crazy tricks and stuff. But it shows Aguilar like climbing up a side of a building and then it shows Fassbender is doing the same thing, but he's not climbing on anything. No. So like... You'd have to have some crazy core strength if you're being suspended by your midsection and you're like climbing like that. Maybe he's like Spider-Man. I guess it just doesn't make sense why they do this flashback stuff. Or the, you know, him doing the same stuff. As in the game? Well, they don't cut back in the game to the the character doing the same stuff that the memory's doing. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. 
So they parkour across the roofs. You know, it's quite a long scene, really. It goes on forever. It is. There's a scene where they are running across wires that have, like, clothes hanging on them. Yeah. Which, in the game, I will give it to it, you do the same thing in the game, but when you see it in real life, it doesn't work. Yeah, it... (laughs) My notes, I'm like, they slide down ropes and then run across them. I mean, sure. Sure. Whatever. Why not? (laughs) I mean, from... At this point, I'm like, how are they still going? Why are they not out of breath? Yeah, well, that just shows you how great they are. How can they keep breathing? I mean, I don't care what kind of stamina you have or how much you work out. At some point, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm getting a cramp in my side and I got to stop. Oh, I need some water. Miserable. I'm hungry. Well, this is what they do. I I need to sit down. I got to have a nap. Pause. Well, um... There is a scene where they're running across the rooftops and they knock a guy off the roof and he falls into a bale of hay. That happened in the game. When mm. you do your jumps, you jump off the roofs and stuff into a bale of hay. So it's mm-hmm. like, get it? Do you get it? I got it. So Javier Bardem lookalike guy catches up with them. They have fights and stuff and they get so the assassins, they escape. You know, they just, it's hard. I, I know I say this a lot on the episodes, but it is hard to explain like a fight scene. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, and he goes like, Pat-ta-ta! and then the other guy's like, Hoo-ya! <laughs> and he says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> um, so they get up to like this very tall, you know, platform and they jump off. And that's when Fassbender, you know, gets kicked out of the animus again. And he's having like a full blown seizure. Yeah, that they were when they were up at the top of the scaffold, I believe. This is a scene that was mentioned in uh, Game Gamers Decide, mm-hmm. which I'll link it. And this was the highest freefall stunt done in the last 35 years of this movie. And it was 125 feet that Aguilar's stuntman fell onto an inflatable pad. Yeah, and you don't even really get to see it. No, it, because does, it doesn't a, even fall all the way. No, it cuts. Plus, it looks like shit because everything's CGI around him, it mm-hmm. looks like. So... This movie just looks ugly. I mean, this is such a big thing, like, that happened, because, I mean, nobody's fallen this far before. Yeah. And they could have done this huge thing, and it just kind of fell flat. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's just really sad. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to be performing a really crazy stunt, show it. Show the whole thing. Yeah. Be like, look how badass this was. But yeah, they cut, like, right when he jumps. And are you sure, is it not the one where he jumps later? Where he falls in the water? I don't know. It may yeah. be. It, it they, is some jump. They show that one quite a bit more. Maybe. I just remembered this one, and that's why I put, like, I believe this was it, but I'm yeah. not sure. It could be. It is one of the jump sh- shots. Cool. Well, Fassbender's in bad shape after this animus run through. He's, like, in a... Ba- he's in, You said back to tank, like Boba Fett. Yeah. I said he looked like Wolverine because they dump him underwater. Well, he's got all these tubes and stuff in him. Like, what are we doing here? I don't know. He's like, <laughs> hey, you can get in my back to tank anytime you want. And they don't even explain it. No. No, they don't say, like, what they're doing to him. Uh-uh. But Boba Fett, he's like, yeah. He's like, well, I have to flash back to my memories as a Tuscan Raider. Is this something they did for seizures or something? I don't know. I think you're just supposed to be like, well, this seems like science magic. Ah, yeah. Science magic it is. Science magic. Wakaka. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he says he can't feel his legs. And he's like, I think I'm going to die in this place, aren't I? And she's like, we can bring peace to the world. Yes. Ending violence. (laughs) (laughs) But, But yeah, that'd be funny if she's like, 
And I'm going to die here, aren't I? Yes, you are. But we can bring peace to the world. <laughs> but look what we can do <laughs> with your death. You're already dead anyway. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, he shows him he's in a wheelchair because he can't walk now, I guess. And she kind gives him... a funny looking wheelchair. Very like strange. futuristic. It's got like one pusher. I don't know what to call it. You know how you used to have two hand like if oh, you're two pushing, handles yeah if you're pushing a wheelchair if somebody's sitting in it you have two handles but this one just had one hmm. it's weird very weird yeah well i guess we find out it's not supposed to be permanent because he's up and walking again just in the next scene mm -hmm. all of a sudden like he's just boom it's my that, spine healed itself it's that uh science magic science magic <laughs> um she gives him his necklace the necklace of her of his mother yeah she's like oh we have this here this is yours you should take it She's like, oh, your mother could still be alive if we s solved violence. Yeah, she said her dad took it from the scene. And then Cal's like, what the fuck was your dad doing there? Yeah, why was he there? Well, what's going on with that? And she's like, anyway, so we're just trying to find a cure for violence. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's, that's cool. She says something in effect again here. She's like, the assassins and the Templars have been warring for centuries. Mm -hmm. But then we cut, and yes, Fassbender is just in his room standing, so I'm like, well, I guess it wore off. <laughs> I guess yeah. it's not paralyzed anymore. I put, he's back in his room practicing kung fu. Yeah, kung fu again. <laughs> he just watched The Matrix. <laughs> he's like, I know kung fu. Well, he he's doing like the assassin's moves in the in his room, where he's like doing all of it, like, you know, doing mm -hmm. the moves. And this guard is like talking to Jeremy Irons. This guard seems like he's on his side a little bit. Fassbender's. Right, right. Yeah, I talk about this guard too. Well, at the end later. of the movie, yeah, it seems like he might be on his side, but he's telling Jeremy Irons, he's like, we're feeding the beast. Mm -hmm. He's like, we're training him to, to be worse. Yeah, and he tells this to Alan, the um, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. yeah. Usually I'll put their character name and their real name, but I totally forgot to do that. Oh, so sure. I'm sorry I'm saying a different name. No. Well, Jeremy Irons goes in and talks to Fassbender here now. He says he'll make a deal with him. He was like, we need the apple, and we need you to get it. You mm -hmm. know, you do that for us. We can give you whatever you want. I'll let you go. Um, we see a quick scene here of Michael K. Williams talking to Marion Cotillard, I think, where he was like, well, look, if you guys don't need us anymore, can we go free? And she's like, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the short answer. That's a great question. We'll we'll talk about that here in, in at your next parole hearing. Yeah, next time. Not right now. Well, he does have a quick scene. He's in that same room where it showed Fassbender, like, all the stuff that they had on him. And they have, like, mm -hmm. weapons and shit and cages and stuff there. Right. But, like, uh, Michael K. Williams looks at, like, a cage of, they look like, like, Fabergé eggs almost. Yeah. And he's like, hmm. And it cuts. I thought it was, that I was like, I guess that has a meaning, but I maybe we'll find out later, which we do, but I didn't put two and two together. They, it, it's so quick, you don't even notice it until yeah. the end, yeah. Well, Irons brings Fassbender up into this room, and he's like, oh, these are you have to go into the animus of your own free will. These are all the people that didn't. Yeah, and it's just like a room full of beds. Yeah, all these people have, like, their, their eyes are, like, white. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of walking around. They and all have cataracts. Foss, or, uh, Irons gives Fassbender, like, an assassin's blade. Yeah. And he's like, this was the blade your father used to kill your mother. Like, um, okay, what's happening right now? I guess, but he shows him, like, he, he leaves him in there in the room. Everybody leaves except one. And Fassbender walks up and it's his dad. It's Brendan Gleeson. Mm -hmm. And I guess they had captured him at that point and used him in the Animus because he's got the white eyes and everything. Right. Yeah. 
And Jeremy Irons, it's funny, he's sitting in like the control room with his daughter, Marion Cotillard, like watching this. Mm-hmm. And he, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I had to negotiate. And she's like, you manipulate. Yeah. <laughs> like, Whatever. Yeah, I, that was pretty crazy. I mean, like, what are they wanting him to do? What's killing his father going to do anything? Kind of get him on their side, I guess, I suppose, where he's like, oh, they're helping me. They help me kill the man I hate the most or yeah. something. But there's a line in here where they say they have to get the apple to the elders of the Templars in like two days. Oh, like, damn. Two days? Holy shit. Jeez. That's a crazy timeline. They got a lot of work to do. Yeah. And Brendan Gleeson says some things here where he's like, oh, your mother died so the assassin, the creed could live. Right. Yeah. And I kind of felt like he killed her because um, he didn't want her to go into the... Animus. Animus. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think they were going to imprison her or maybe torture her and put her in Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. He has a line where he's like talking to Fassbender. He's like, I should have killed you too. (laughs) Damn. Um, and he's like, son, please do not go back into the Animus. He's like, it controls the code for free will and people. And they will use it to destroy everybody, the assassins and people. Yeah, and like everybody. And Fassbender, you know, he has the blade, but he retracts it back in. And he was like, I'm going to help them find the apple and I'm going to fucking kill the assassins. Yeah. Yeah. So now my cow is all business. And, yeah. And he's all just like. Let's get it. Yeah, his hate for his dad is kind of like, oh, my dad likes this? Fuck it, I'm going to destroy it. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we don't really understand why this happens, but Fassbender is led into a room with all the other assassins. And the guard who's, like, watching him runs away. Which, oh. is it the same guard? The guy we thought maybe on his side? Yeah, we're not watching this again. I cannot stress that enough. I just thought somehow he stumbled upon the other assassins or as they were taking him back to his room but this does seem like a little prison shank yeah it's this <laughs> i don't think you've seen american history x but there is a shower scene where the main character gets uh shanked the Ooh. with a not with a knife but with a uh holy he gets, he get, the guy gets raped in prison uh. it, it's a it's a rough scene the movie is amazing but it's one of those movies where you watch it once and you're like i'm never watching that again Yikes. but yes it is a prison prison shank type scene but i think the guard is in on it and if we went back and watched it which i swear to god i will never do (laughs) um it may be that same guard he may have led him to the assassins and like left him but if we get ten thousand downloads on this episode we will watch it again thank god we don't have to watch it again (laughs) so yeah the assassins start to come after him and and he beats the shit out of a lot of them Mm -hmm. oh yeah because this is where the guard i guess before Cal goes back in, the guard that we're talking about uh, says how he admires the assassins yeah, because of their strength and their will, yeah. Um, but he doesn't admire Cal. Right. That may be the same guard because, yes, after Fassbender takes out all these assassins, he's like, take me to the Animus. And he starts walking mm-hmm. in. He takes his shirt off for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, just so he can see it. See how fucking chiseled he is. See his but, yeah. chesters chesticles <laughs> but yes the uh the guard is like this this is from the game as well but it's like assassins comes from the ancient word hasasian or whatever <laughs> assassin assassin hasassin but he's like yeah and they you know had a code or blah 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 and i'm like this dude is in on it because he's like yes i admire the assassins right i do not admire you 
So he gets back into the the animus, and we flash back to the 1492, and Aguilar and the other lady assassin are going after the prince, or the nope. They're going after the nope. Mm-hmm. Because we see in the... Oh, oh I was just going to say, the lady assassin does give uh, Aguilar the... Or Aguilar... Mm-hmm. The necklace that his mom had. Oh, cool. I missed that. Yep, in this scene. So that's kind of how that came about. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, <clears throat> but we see a quick scene with the nope and the sultan of this city. And he was like, we will release your son if you give us the apple. We want the apple. We're hungry. <laughs> there is a scene <laughs> where somebody gives Fassbender like a regular apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, he's like, give us the apple. So the sultan walks over to like this tiny little like lockbox in his uh his local bank. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he like opens up the little key and takes the box out. And he takes out like you're right, it's not an apple, but it is shaped round like one and same size, but it's like a device machine. Right. And yeah, he gives it to the nope. And the nope is like, "Oh, the whole known world will be obedient under the Templar rule now that we have the apple." Mhm. And so Aguilar and the lady assassin are like above the like in this little area there above them and they throw in smoke bombs and drop down. Yeah. And they start taking people out. They're going to kick some ass. Yeah. Um, Aguilar steals the apple from the nope. And then this Javier Bardem lookalike, Javier Bardem, he has the lady assassin at knife point. Mm. And he's like, give me the apple or I'm going to kill your lady. And then Aguilar has the Pope, though, so they're kind of in a standoff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll kill the Pope, and then he's like, well, I'll kill your lady. Yeah, he's like, no, I'll kill the Pope. Well, No, I'll kill your lady. Oh, we'll just kill them both. <laughs> yeah, let's kill them both and see where we're at after. <laughs> we'll reconvene. Um, the lady assassin's like, no, do it for the creed. You know, and she's like, let her die, basically. Right. So he, yeah, the Aguilar retracts his assassin's blade, and the nope goes free. He, like, kind of walks away. Yeah, and, and immediately the oh the Javier Bardem lookalike yeah say whatever the lead <laughs> the lead guard whatever the lead guard just immediately stabs the lady assassin in the neck yeah just immediately and I'm just like no that's not cool no not at all and Javi and um, the main guard and Aguilar go at it and it cuts back to Michael Fassbender and the Animus like doing the same moves mm. and. Yeah, he stabs him like a million times, and then he stabs him like in the neck as well with like both blades. It's so funny when you that you remember the flashbacks because I did not put those in my notes because I thought they were just so silly. Yeah. I'm like, we don't need to know that. We don't need that part. Which I put it in my notes here. We paused it because I had to change some laundry out, I think, or we took a, took a break for a second. We had to do something. Took a pee break, maybe. Maybe. There was 40 minutes of this movie left at this point. Right? I was like, what the fuck? But don't worry, we don't have much to go. <laughs> not much happens in that 40 minutes. We're not going to talk for another 40 minutes. All right, minute one. He walks. No. <laughs> we like to go through the movie, but not like that. Yeah, so the lady assassin is dead, and the sultan asks Michael Fassbender, or Aguilar, to forgive him for giving up the apple. Mm-hmm. And the nope opens the door, and he's like, hey, I've got this assassin in here. Come get him. And Fassbender escapes into the sewers below. So there's some time. He's, like, running through the sewers. He, like, lights some fire on to keep these guys off his tail. And he escapes out of the sewers into, like, this little bridge, and there's guards on either side of it, mm-hmm. like, getting ready, like, with bows and arrows and stuff, like, and the nope is up there, and he's like, give me the apple. Surrounded. Yeah, this may be where the jump is, because he jumps off 
the bridge. Yeah, it could be. To me, it didn't seem as high, but I don't know. Possibly, it it looks very fake as well. And yes. When he is doing it, Marion Cotillard in the Animus looks at Fassbender and she's like, "He's doing a leap of faith." Which I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, maybe this is it then. I'm like, why? What What does that have to do? We know Leap of Faith is kind of like what he does in the games, but what does this have to do with the movie? I don't know. We don't know. It's poorly explained. And a little Mythbusters here. When Aguilar, he jumps and he's about to hit the water. He does a flip, which I don't know how you do that in midair. Mm. But he does a flip and throws a knife into the water and lands. Yes. And we were both kind of like, what is that? He lands like he's landing on the ground, not like you would in water. Yeah. It was weird. So I typed that in. I was like, what was he doing? Apparently there is a theory that says if you throw an item or like a drop a hammer before you fall into water from a height, it'll break the surface tension of the water so you can land easier. Because, you know, if you fall into mm-hmm. water from a height, you'll hit it like concrete. Okay, yeah. So this must have been the 125 feet. I'm sorry, guys. My completely screwed it doesn't matter like it could be either one we don't know but yeah it it looked if this was the one it looked fake as fuck yes so it doesn't even look real with all the cgi in it but uh, there is a quick little clip online of Mythbusters, and i guess this myth had been around for a while because this was in one of their earlier episodes but they built like a dummy like a a human body dummy Mm -hmm. and they dropped it from a height of you know however high into water and they measured how hard it hit the water or the impact. Then they they lifted it up on a crane again. They dropped like a hammer. And then they dropped the dummy. And they measured like how hard it hit the water. And there was really little difference. Wow. So they're like, okay, so yeah, it doesn't matter what you throw. It's not going to break that tension of the water. And you're still going to die if you jump from a high enough yeah. height. It helps, but you're still going to get the same results. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The difference is so little that it doesn't matter. Wow. <laughs> It's like the surface tension was so much and then it's like half a percent less. I mean, if it makes you feel better, you throw it, you're going to die anyway. You'll die with a hammer next to you, I guess. So there you go. Yeah. So the animus like breaks down at this point. It's got like sparks and shit coming out of it after he does this leap. Mm. And this is where I wrote like Marion is shocked that he did a leap of faith. It's like he did a leap of faith. Oh my gosh. So the animus now is projecting kind of Aguilar. It shows him on a boat and he has the apple And he tells this guy where he's like, look, this apple, you know, you have to take it with you and you have to hide it somewhere. You know, don't tell anybody. Take it to your grave. And Christopher Columbus is like, yes, I will. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Christopher Columbus. (laughs) Which is, it's so funny because when they said 1492, I was like, oh, that's the year Christopher Columbus sailed around the world. But, you know, the movie knew that too because he shows up as a character. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're like, the the uh, Templars see that, and they're like, oh my god, the apple is in Christopher Columbus's grave. Let's go, let's go! Oh my goodness. The assassins in the complex start to fight back. They're like, we gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. All hell is breaking loose right now. Yeah, Michael K. Williams uses the smoke bombs that he took from the cave, yeah. crate or whatever, and, and sets them off. That was those weird little egg things he was looking at. Which, if, you, if these people are assassins, and they're becoming more assassin-like after they're in the Animus, don't surround them with like their old weapons they used to use. Yeah, probably not a good idea. This is the sword you used to use back 200 years ago to kill people. I'm sure you won't want to use that again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> And now we get a scene in the Animus where Fassbender is like standing there and he sees like all these assassins surround him in the like yeah. images of all the assassins all surround their, him. All their ghosts. Yeah. 
and Marion Cotillard is acting here pretty crazy. She's like sees all these assassins and she's got like tears in her eyes. Her eyes look very misty. She's like, oh my god, yeah, look at all these assassins. And her dad is not the same. So uh, he says to protect the animus and purge the system. Yeah, Which I don't know. I put a question mark. I'm not sure what. I think I wasn't sure what the animus was. At this, this is point, the machine. I was still confused until I did some reading later. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now I know. Um, there's a really funny scene where the assassins, like all these people are fighting. Michael K. Williams, who I think was in his 40s or 50s at this point in the movie, he does like a super flip. And I was like, well, Michael K. Williams' stunt double just did that flip. <laughs> He's like, ah, yeah, does like a flip, beautiful looking flip. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think you could easily do a flip unless you're like super in shape. And then, yeah, Michael Fassbender says the line where he's like, everything is true, nothing is permitted. Nothing is true, everything is permitted. And his mom comes out at this point in there. She's dressed in like an assassin's robe and stuff. And I don't remember what she says to him. She basically gives him a pep talk. Says, we work in the darkness to preserve the light. Oh, sure. And then Cal says, we are assassins. And I'm like, now he gets it. He's there. He's like, now he's like, oh, wait. Yeah, this Apple thing is probably not a good thing to find, and I just helped them find it. Yeah, he kind of realizes it, and uh, this is the point, I think, where Marion Cotillard looks at the uh, all the assassins and sees one that looks exactly like her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, she was an assassin then. Like, her mom, she was the assassin. I figured she was going to help him, but she escapes with her dad. Yeah, it was just a split because her dad is, like, pulling her out, and she's like, no, 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 and he's like... We gotta go, girl. We gonna die. <laughs> yeah. We're getting the fuck out of here. And <laughs> I know you're right. Yeah. That's funny. Well, the assassins break into Michael Fassbender, the animus room, and they're like, oh, what do we do? And he's like, we fight. And they give him like a bow and arrow, and he's shooting people and shit. And yeah. They take all these people out, and Fassbender sees the helicopter taking off, so he climbs the animus like he did in his memories. Climbs it, chases the helicopter on the roof. I don't know what the fuck he's going to do. The helicopter is really far away. Uh, but then he realizes the helicopter is gone and he just stands there and sees it fly away. And isn't it weird that the guards do not have guns? I think I put that in my notes too where I was like, man, this would be over if the guards had guns yeah. at all. But yeah, they have like stun sticks and guns and stun guns and stuff like that. I mean, I get that. I don't know. Can you imagine hiring these people where they were like, well, do I get a gun if anything happens with these prisoners? Like, no, no, hopefully you're up to date on your kung fu and can hand-to-hand combat all these people. <laughs> all these assassins. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be easier if I just had a gun? You will get a stick that you can use. <laughs> You'll get a cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Good luck. <laughs> pretty much. And we go to Christopher Columbus's grave and we see Jeremy Irons, Charlotte Rampling, the head of the elders, and Marion Cotillard are there. And this priest just comes up with like a little box and the apples in it. Mm-hmm. This was just there the whole time. Like, oh, this tiny little box here the whole time. Yeah, we never looked in it. I never thought to look there. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlotte Rampling says something to Marion Cotillard where she's like, your father will take credit for finding it. She's like, but everyone knows that your time will come one day. I was like, well, that fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I put that her spidey senses were going crazy because I just don't know. Yeah. I felt like she didn't think this was right. Yeah. Like, she's like, something's off here. I'm just not feeling good about this. It's not like I, it's not like she wanted all the credit. It's yeah. just like, did we do a good thing here? Yeah, which what happens here in about like five minutes makes no sense, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. So yeah, we get to the main Templar Hall. Like, all these people are there. They're sacrificing people drinking blood, I, I assume. 
Um, it's but, a cult thing. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jeremy Irons is dressed up in like a robe and he's asking his daughter, he's like, I'm going to give my speech. Can you lead me in and give me something? And she's like, well, what about taking over the world and fucking people over or whatnot? And he's like, I don't think I could follow that if you led with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. She said something like, I'm death. I'm this, the destroyer of worlds. Oh, it's the line that the guy who created the atomic bomb did where he's like, now I have become death destroyer of worlds mm-hmm. and he's like i don't think i could follow that <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but yeah he's That's a little tough to follow he's reading his note cards and stuff for a speech and it's basically like oh if we could control people's free will we would have eliminated the assassins and prevented deaths and mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 so while we're getting all of this and stuff all this and stuff like all the assassins like the four or five of them that are left are getting into the hall they're mm-hmm. sneaking in yeah, because everybody's got hoods and, yeah. and everything else on, so they just kind of blend in. Yeah, they're like, let's make this place look exactly like what the assassins wear, so we'll never be able to see if they come in here. Mm-hmm. They're real smart. And they're putting together, <laughs> like, well, I can't remember what movie it is, but they've got, they're putting together, like, their assassin's blades, like, piece by piece as they got in, so I mm-hmm. guess they must have, like, dis- disassembled it. Well, I think they had to go through metal detect- yeah. detectors, which was a little weird, but, because I would think that their blades would be made out of real metal. It's like that gun that John Malkovich makes in the line of fire to kill the president. He goes through the metal detector, but the gun is made of plastic. Mm. So he's like, it'd be funny if his blade was made of plastic. (laughs) That lights up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kill the head Templar, Clint Eastwood, in that movie. (laughs) So Marion Cotillard kind of gets the fuck out when he gets up, when Jeremy Irons gets on stage. She's like, getting the fuck out of there and michael fassbender approaches her and he's like he he walks up and he's like i'm here to help he's like i'm here to help you and you're here to help me he repeats it back to her you guys her words against her he's like you started all this and you don't get to walk away and it's funny this hall has only like 200 people like i'm like is this Uh all the templars in the world Uh mm-hmm And Jeremy Irons has a line where he was like, we will have eliminated the Assassin's Creed. Ah. It's fucking crazy. And all the Assassins are just walking through this crowd and no one notices them. Mm -mm. Yeah, they're like, we would obviously know what these people look like. Or you'd think they'd have like, here's fucking wanted posters of all these people. This is what they look like. (laughs) Yeah, people are just too excited to see the apple because he has it there and he shows it off. Yeah, he's like this. and, And it's like, projecting light and shit mm-hmm. like shooting light into the air like the apple in the game kind of did yeah it's a green light so it must be a green app i guess well fassbender um comes up just behind him and cuts his neck yeah cuts which his throat. which the way that this looked like his lapel for this robe is like really high up on his mm. neck so when he cuts it it looks like he cuts his shirt yeah he's like and yeah it doesn't look the greatest it, it was not and it it didn't look that deep so it just kind of Mm, yeah you know how i am with blood and stuff yeah i just it just didn't do it for me <laughs> yeah well well all the templars start running and they're like oh god oh jeez, we got to get the fuck out of here and i'm surprised like the assassins let them i thought that's what the plan was is to kill them all yeah i don't know but there's only like three or four of them so yeah at this point and so all the all the templars run and marion cotillard runs up to the body of jeremy irons and she sees that there's like a real apple replaced in his hands by fassbender Mm-hmm. which back up a little bit that guard that were like oh maybe he's on his side 
whenever the Alan Riken was doing his speech, yeah. he didn't clap. Everybody else clapped. Oh, okay. He didn't. However, when he got killed, then he screamed, no. So I'm like, I'm confused. Yeah, they don't explain it. I don't I'm know. I'm confused. Which side are you on? Maybe they would have explained it in the sequel that's never coming. Yeah. But yeah, Marion Cotillard, we had to put subtitles on here because she's whispering in her French yeah. accent. And we still had to read it. But basically, she's like, I will get the apple. She's like, I, I, she says something like, I want for me. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, you want revenge for yourself, I guess. But she's like, I will find the assassins and kill them all. So she is now evil, even though it's revealed that she was a assassin at some point mm-hmm. in the past. <laughs> mm-hmm. Question mark? Weird. I don't know. But yeah, she tells Charlotte Rampling that she will get the apple and kill the assassins. Yeah. And it was weird. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I get maybe they wanted to do a twist for another movie. Yeah. But thank God that's not happening. Ever. Probably. So, yeah, we cut from the Templars Hall to like go over a few rooftops and and a a ways away. We see like the three remaining assassins standing on a roof. Mm -hmm. We see Michael Fassbender's face. He starts to jump off the roof and that is it. That's it. Cuts to credits. And another thing, just to back up a little bit, I don't understand why Dr. Riken was so upset that her father got killed because she knew what was going to happen. It doesn't make sense because they show her as being very upset that he's trying to take over the world. And then when her dad's dead, she's like, I will continue his work. Yeah. I don't get it. I I didn't like that at all because I'm like, okay, this lady, she's smart. She's she's her spidey senses. She's going to figure this out. Yeah. And then no. And they make it seem like she's, you know, she's like, oh, I'm a scientist. I want to learn how to do this because violence took my mother and I have a very noble reason for wanting to do this. My father is the crazy one. But then she's like, my father is dead. I'm crazy now. I guess they have to have a villain. I guess. They're like, oh, shit. Who's going to be the villain now? Charlotte Rampling. Oh, we're just going to put her in there. Okay. They could have had the elders be the villain. Yeah. That one old lady. Charlotte Rampling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know names, people. Oh, no, you're fine. She's like, I will get the apple for myself and take out the assassins. And Charlotte Rampling standing back there going, yes, get us the apple. And did you know that if we include black people into the elders, that that's racist against white people? <laughs> Fucking idiot. I didn't even notice if there were a mix or not. Oh, I didn't know people, that. I was just but... making fun of what she said on the Oscars. Yeah, I know. Well, geez. So I didn't care for this movie at all. Man, it's just like one of those movies I thought that could have been better. And there were actually things that I read that there was a lot more fight scenes. Yeah, they cut like 30 minutes out. Yeah, but they cut a lot out. And I mean, they had to have trained forever and just cut it all out. Well, that happens in movies all the time, though. Oh, and this film was originally supposed to be two hours and 20 minutes. Jesus. Can you imagine? No. I mean, I guess it's good that they cut out some of those fight scenes. Otherwise, it would have been really long. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people said the Batman was too long and boring, but I was with it the whole way. Like this movie, when we paused it and saw 40 minutes, I could not believe it. Yeah. It felt like we'd already been there for two hours. It, it was. It, it did feel long. And then just confusing. I mean, I think if they make something based off of yeah. something else, they should also make it for people that haven't seen mm-hmm. or don't know about the the uh, video game that's what i was wondering because i'm like you have not played the games does how well is this going to play with you mm-hmm. you know because i could understand a little bit of where it's coming from 
Yeah. And it's so sad because they really went out on this. Like they made all of the Assassin Creed's uh, costumes by hand. Yep. It took them like two to three months and they really wanted to, to look authentic. Mm-hmm. They put all this time and effort into it and then boom, it just bombed. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of sad. I mean, it makes me sad to see something that could have been really great to go to shit. Well, you know, it just didn't work. So, but no, I didn't care for it. Yeah, I just thought it was okay. So that is it. That is all for the Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. And we, you know, like we said up top, please visit us on our on our social media, rate and review on iTunes, and email us. Mm-hmm. And next week we're still going to Fantasyland, which fantasy I've realized looking up movies is subjective. What is a fantasy movie? Right. So we're doing next week. We'll be doing a a fantasy horror movie with The Craft. Yay! I haven't seen it in forever. So yay! <laughs> I have not seen this movie in forever, so I'm excited to go back. Me neither. I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, I think it'll be a fun movie. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. My, I'll go ahead and tell you this. My parents didn't want me watching it because it had witchcraft in it. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Their religion pops up every now and again. Um, but, uh, yeah. and But, you know, it doesn't do anything because you don't believe in it. Right. So, anyway. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.